Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly show all about the shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg and this is... Plague victim Matt Strange. Oh dear. Hi <laughs> <Bye>, Morg. <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, yeah, alright. The woman's been really, really ill so I've been caring for her and, you know, good house husband things, the back rubs, the lemsips, the treats. And... And then yesterday I started coughing, so... I looked after my partner and all I got was this lousy cold. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Not even a cheeky hand job. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm all right. Um, I went to a Comic-Con on uh, Sunday. Oh, 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 yeah. Did, did you meet anybody there, Morg? I, You've not I, mentioned this. I had a whole ten seconds to shake hands with and have my photo taken with um, Kenny Omega. Fuck me, the queue for Kenny was ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I always feel really bad at conventions. I very rarely go to any queues because I'll be like, wow, I really like that man with no one in their queue. There's but one person with fair, like 700. That's, that's, well... So this They're was probably one of the used to it. because Luchasaurus, on the other hand, who the Raptor had a, a photo op with, she still only got the 10 seconds thing and felt really... And oh, she that's was the only shame. one in his queue. Oh, that's weird. Um, so, you know, you'd have thought... Mostly because, like, on a bunch of the vlogs, like Sammy's and... Uh, and uh, Well, Darby's often on Sammy's. You'll see him fucking about with the fans and actually take... That's, that's a real shame. Yeah, I mean, you could see that Kenny's was just a case of I've got to take the photo, get the next person in because obviously they're on a time limit. But yeah, so oh, but yeah, we got we got to meet them and photograph them. And and to be fair, there was the the wonderful moment where we were walking around and we're looking because they've got all these like little booths with people sitting at them, and you, you you're spotting, you know, people. Oh, that's such and such, and that's such. And oh, they've changed since then. And then we just saw. This guy dressed in white in the day. I'm like, can you see who I can see? And we could just see Kenny Omega about, <laughs> you know, no distance from us comparatively. And then looked over to the right and there was Luchasaurus who just stood up and walked past us just as we were. Amazing. He's very tall. That's no. Not as, but he's not as jacked as you think. I mean, trust me, he looks fucking good. He's, <laughs> he's, he's probably... Jim Goals, do not get me wrong here. Yeah, but he's probably not dehydrated before a uh, wrestling show. Look, yeah, which... but it's like I said, if you if you think of big guys, okay. So I mean, we we used to watch Lucha Underground. We know big guys that can fly, but you wouldn't think of Matanza or Mil Muertes as a high flyer, but you would class Luchasaurus in yeah, the no, high completely. flyer category. Yeah. You know, he does he does high flying as a man of his size, much similar to Taker. Um, say better than Taker. Back in the day, well, back in the day, you know, comparative. Taker's off the top rope was a big thing. And yeah, he fair. used to get some height off that axe handle from the top rope. Anyway. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> wrestling. It, it, wrestling. Uh, what the, we've actually talked about wrestling in what, our preamble. What the fuck is this? That is opposed to computer games, military history, more computer games, anime. I haven't mentioned the Oculus Rift I've bought. Um, it's got an Oculus Rift. There we go. We've got a, we've we got go. something else in. Welcome to our wrestling podcast. I can say the line. <laughs> right. This might be the first time you've listened to our podcast. And as such, you would need to know we have a tier list, which is how we give our grades for the individual matches of 
Dynamite and Rampage and our overall score. Mr. Strange, are you ready to do a one of your quick-fire run-throughs of the tier list? I am. Low-energy tier list because I'm a fucking face. Not because it's bad, which is another side fact, but because it's full of, you know, grotesque blade things. Right, tier list. Y'all know them. The internet. Tier zoo. Can you complete a level on Tenchu and Resident Evil? We start with our lowest rank, unless we're taking the piss. That's a D. A D is shit. It is a waste of my time. Uh, the story was bad or the match was bad. Maybe the match was just boring. Maybe the promo was a stumbling man who didn't get his words out. Hopefully we won't use the word D in this uh, episode. From there we rock up to a C. C is good. Good is what I expect from the average segment. Be it a wrestling match where I've got my eyes on it most of the time. I know why they're in the ring and what they're doing is good. Or a promo section which gets the wrestler over enough that I know their character. Slightly above a C is B. Match plus one as we know it. The rest of in the ring's just crisper. The storytelling's just a bit better. The promo got the character over. He's a better above average talker. Somebody like MJF gets B's a lot on the mic. Somebody like... My brain died. People we like get B's in matches. Scorpio Sky, he's a solid B player. Yeah. I like him. There we get to an A. A is hopefully our best thing of the week. Sadly, sometimes it's our best thing of the month. And A is an awesome spectacular of storytelling and ring work where we've enjoyed it from start to finish. You will talk about it with other wrestling friends. It is a promo section that is either a fantastic video edited package, like a movie trailer, or just somebody owning the mic so hard that other people have to walk away and cry. And at the top of the tier list, featuring your favourites, ninjas and luchadors and undead wizards and clowns, the S-Rank match. Often a cinematic match, not always. A uh, S-Rank match, I want a masterclass in what's going on in the rings. You will send gifts of it to non-wrestling fans. You will know why they're there. You will know where the story goes when it's over. An S-Rank segment or promo is a beautiful paradigm shifting uh, section where the wrestler gets themselves and the storyline over and has you fucking hyped for them and their character so that's it d shitty c good b very good a awesome and s amazing i'm losing letters now uh, <laughs> i'm getting a bit by this <laughs> oh dear right so um time to move on to the news oh the news time for me to find out if you can hear me week. Can you still hear me when I change chat a tab? I don't yes. speak Discord. Yes, Hooray! I can. Um, yeah, uh, we seem to be doing this one every other week, don't we? Well, I am on a page with uh, more than one screen full of entries for what we're about to speak about. Yeah. Um... The 2021 WWE releases list. As updated on November the 18th. 14 days after their last set of firings. Are you ready, Morg? Yep. You'll have to... I, I don't know all of these. Pre-warning uh, so pre to... for, for those listeners. There is going to be uh, a very rude word said after one of these. Uh, he might be the number one one, I'm guessing. John no. Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, or John Hennigan, has been released now like his wife, Taya uh, Valkyrie. I forget what they called her in. Of the B-Land. <laughs> yeah, he's been released. I assume he'll go back to Impact with his missus. His missus can go on to and be the Reina La Reina of AAA again, hopefully. So, it's sad for John Morrison, but at least 
At least he's got a lot of open doors for him. He's always been an indie darling. You know what I mean? Yes. Pop dollar. Um, Hit Row, I want to say. Yeah, they've never released all of Hit Row. After they were given a pretty good starting push and did some tweets about how great they were. Well, no, that was when they were in NXT, when they were good. Ah, uh, right. Poor lads. they got moved to oh, the main that... roster. And we all know what happens when you get moved to the main roster. Sorry, carry on. You go to AEW. Uh, <laughs> Ashante Adonis. Any idea? I'm going to guess it's another member of Hit Row. Right, cool. Asiah Swerve Scott. Yeah. You know him as a different name. Who do I know him Listeners as? who watch this, sorry, who listen to us, people who listen to us, will remember when we did our favourite matches of all time. And one of those matches was my pick. And it was the uh, the Horrors of War match. That's Killshot. Oh, no. That's Killshot. Oh, he's real good. I know. That's I didn't even know he'd the one gone that's to going the to e. make me say a rude word. Keegan Knox. Fucking cunt, Stubbsy. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Who is Tegan Knox, Morg? She is the young Welsh girl who blew her quad out. She's fucking brilliant. She blew her quad out, got all the way back, made it back into the wrestling, went into the May Young Classic. We think she was supposed to go into the finals and blew her other quad out in a match against Rhea Ripley. Um, and it really looked like they were going to stick with her. Uh, this will be Vince's, oh, she's in, injury prone, but just oh, freak. Acts. I think it was her quad she blew out. Yeah, and she's absolutely lovely. She's fucking brilliant. And most importantly, she's, she's Welsh. Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they love a bit of the Welsh. Are there any unknown place? Oh, no, I've got. I've slipped out of my Rod Gilbert. I can't do my voice because my sinuses are up. <laughs> I speak pretty good Welsh. Spent a lot of time with the Welsh. They still hate me. I'm English. You know, it's just how it works. But here we are. Right, moving on. I'll save that one for last because he did a video. Shane Thorne? No, name rings a bell, but don't know him. Jackson Riker? Uh, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. I'm not, not, not a fan of his politics. <laughs> the final one, which I'm going to tie into a video he's released, is one of my favourite old comedy wrestlers who interacted with some of the boys I like. A.K.A. Rockstar Spud, Drake Maverick has been released again. Yeah. He did a tying in with social media here. He did a video where he started off doing... Uh, last time he got released, he did a very heartfelt, I've been released and I'm sad, and they took him back. However you feel about that and the storyline they tied it into. This time, his video started in the same way with him looking at the camera, looking sad. Then a cooler looking version of him with slicked back hair came out in a leather jacket and told him to fucking get on with it. And that he wanted to be a wrestler, not a WWE star. It got shared by all manner of people like Landstorm and big wrestling names. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad Drake's moving on. I hope we'll get to see him AEW or Impact Jason because he does loads of work with the old high spots tv bunch with chuck and a, a, a selection of them so i'm hoping we see some rock stars bud i don't know what americans think of his beautiful yam yam accent but uh it, it calls me back to my homeland he's actually brummy isn't he yes yam he is yam. it's hard to tell i've not heard him talk that much and obviously my uh my little farm boy homeland is between the two of yam yam and black country <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Uh, a lot of releases there. 
a shame Ring of Honor's folded, or at least in reserve at the point yeah. all this is going on, isn't it? This list is so long. Uh, we started in April 15th, 2021 with Billy Kay. Somewhere in the middle, we've got, let's have a look. August Gray. Sorry, guy, I don't know who you are. June 25th. It just goes on. It's just such yeah. a huge list. Fucking there must suck. And to be honest, they've been just holding contracts of people. So there's a there's a conspiracy theory going on now that they're releasing all these to try and overbloat the AEW roster. This is the new I mean, conspiracy would... theory and thinking that I can see that. that I can understand that, that. That AEW will just snap everybody up, but if we look at it, they're not snapping everyone up. They are very carefully choice picking. I mean, Adam Cole was a shoe in. The yeah, second he, he left, he was a shoe in. Is you know his partner works there. All of his close mates are there. Yeah, you know, it's like when Kevin Steen uh, is fired or leaves the yeah, WWE. Yeah, yeah, he's another shoe. Um, I would say the shoe in probably from this load is probably Keith Lee. Oh, I, I don't know he, if that many of them know him that way. Um, I think he's a shoe in just because he's Keith Lee and he's that damn talented. Possibly, I don't know. He I think might that's be great. More to I do don't with, know. Yeah, he's really good. He he's he is, but where's he gonna go? It's that same kind of Matanza type. You know, he's a big guy who can fly and move. And doesn't get blown up and looks brilliant and has just natural charisma. I mean, the guy can walk out and he just has. You can feel it through the TV screen how much charisma. I've heard that a guy lot has. of people say good things about him, but I honestly don't know where yeah. he's going to go in a show. I'm about to bitch about a show in a bunch of. Pl- uh, I bitch about Rampage more. Yeah. yeah I'm... Again, I was won over by Bobby Fish. I'll have good things to say about him as well because I like him. Yeah. But yeah, He's a so, good lad. Uh, the other shoe in, I would say, is if Kyle O'Reilly's, because um, apparently Kyle O'Reilly's contract's coming up soon. And I, I have don't a know feel... when he's Yeah, I know. Uh, they don't use Ricochet. No, he... that's the one we could do with them fucking releasing. He could join the best friends. He was trained by Chuck. It'll yeah. be wonderful. <laughs> let, just let him be the happy little flippy man he is. Right. Imagine him versus Dante Martin, him versus Phoenix. I mean, these matches have probably happened, but not on. He's definitely fought Phoenix. Big, <laughs> but yes, he's definitely fought Phoenix. Thinking about it, and they have, that has happened on a big screen. We have seen that one. I'd quite like to see it again. A fair cop, or not wrong. Right. Anyway, should we move on to something a bit more cheerful? Let's do the show. Well, I say more <laughs> cheerful. <laughs> Dynamite. I'm mostly time. positive. <laughs> Dynamite review. We open JR Shivani and sorry, JR Tony Shivani and Excalibur on commentary. Uh, we have a quick elite black stage promo to explain that Kenny's going over to a Comic Con to meet me. Uh, that was alright. We did actually before I get into this one, we had a like new season intro video. So how we always say there's a new season every now and then. We had like a different intro to this show, or at least the version I watched did. That was interesting. Yeah, we had, but then the elite pro, which is typical high school drama feel, shows Kenny isn't on board with Adam Cole as the books are. A bit weird, but it was all right. I, I liked it. It's setting up. It was done brilliantly. It was blatantly subtle, if that made any sense oh, that, whatsoever. I did, I did see an observation of that. He, um, Kenny says he didn't see the match from full gear he hasn't seen he watched it back yet so he doesn't know the books let him get lariated 
Oh. Bit of story. Yeah. Oh, right. I hadn't seen that. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't know. Uh, he doesn't know they betrayed him. Oh. But I was expecting Kenny to come back as a face. Um, anyway, moving on. Dark Order are in ring to celebrate Hangman's win. Um, Hangman comes out, does his speech, and then Brian Danielson comes out. Uh, thoughts on this? I'm, I'm just going to be blatant here. Uh, Brian Danielson comes out and turns heel. Say turns heel? Has he really been a face? Yes. I, this Has is he... definitely a turn. No, I, I think it's just a... A an opening up of what we've seen. Well, I'll, I'll run through it. Uh, the you earned it chant he started was really nice. And he looked emotional. And it was very wholesome. Then fucking Danielson comes out. Dun, 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 dun. Love him. Put everybody down. Put down Omega 2. He said WrestleMania. And uh, he builds the match. Then basically puts the guy down. Patronising to Eddie 2. Because all we've seen is, look at the previous promo with Eddie and uh, Danielson. He said that he was a disappointment and that he doesn't work hard enough. All he's actually said is, I want to kick people's heads in. Just because he's come out and smiled. He assumed he was a face. He has shown no direction of alignment either way. Use nerd terms. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I would say this was the pure turn. But this yes. was the, definitely the full stop of I am not here to be a goodie. I'm yeah. with you. But I'd say it was more the, more the, oh, than a, if that makes sense. Yes. Uh, what did you rank the segment anyway? I'll give it a C. I want to see where it goes. Could have been a bit shorter and tighter, but it was a good shit talker. Nothing special, but it's got it's piqued my interest. So moving on from there, we have Brian versus Evil Uno. Brian wins by stoppage. What did you think of the match? Start straight into submissions, and Brian starts holding to four, just instantly going, "No, I am a heel." He was always pushing the count on three, but he stuck with four on this one. They instantly set the face versus heel establishment, which is kind of amusing as Evil Uno, leader of the Dark Order, was the face. They weren't the best together in the ring, but it was all right. Like, it was solid. Uh, Brian just slapping the shit out of Uno. <laughs> How dare you respect, disrespect me? And this actually made me realise something about the wrestling crowd. And particularly their interaction with Cody. Cody has tried to go, no, you have to cheer me. I'm the face. The last few weeks now, let's be honest. This crowd were instantly told he's the goodie, he's the baddie. And they were instantly booing Brian Danielson. They instantly committed to the theatre, which you're a part of in the crowd. Um... They don't just cheer heels and boo and boo faces. They are, in fact, picking who they're booing. I just thought that was interesting. Anyway, the match, it was all right. Not really a lot to say on it. They weren't the best opponents for each other. They didn't have the most amount of chemistry, but it was fun enough and established the characters. I'd give it a C. It was all right. Yeah, I gave it a C as well. Um, it, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> 
But I'm gonna now I know the crowd will boo Danielson as soon as he goes, I'm a heel. Cody has no excuse in my eyes. Um yes. Well, as, as yeah. I say, I think there's there's a bigger meta here. I think Cody's much we, we used to like Cody for how switched on he was, so I, I am willing to give him the benefit of the doubt at the minute that he's moving into something. It's but been like four months. Trying to do a... Re- it's only recently that they've really turned on him, that they've John cena at him, and so we'll see what happens. Anyway, right. moving on from there. Uh, Shivani and Brian have a quick in-ring interview. Any thoughts? I don't think it really added anything. It was just, they're the faces, I'm the heel. Could have been skipped, but didn't yeah. do anything to bring the show down. For me, so I think the story was told well enough in that ring. Yeah. Following on from that, we had an MJF promo. Having seen the later one, I don't know if this one was necessarily needed. However, it was a great fucking breakdown promo and a bit maniacal. Yeah, you can see the cracks forming in him. I really liked it. I gave it an A. I thought it was one of his best promo pieces. This was good. But a roarer MJF. God. Yes. And I quite like that, and especially with what we're going to see later, um, adds uh, an extra dynamic. Uh, yeah, doesn't it? Moving on from there, we had a Eddie Kingston backstage promo where he's interrupted by 2.0, and we find out that Eddie is not turning heel. Oh, I loved it. I love 2.0. We've covered that. I think they're wonderful. Eddie was great, ripping on the boy for saying, they call you this, son. I've started actually watching the 2.0 YouTube channel, which is just them in character being dicks. I like Eddie with one promo, just no interruptions. To be, it's solid standard Eddieing. It made me laugh. It re-established his character. It was good. Yeah, uh, much the same. It was really good. And as I say, this this was the yeah, obviously Punk versus Eddie was Tweener versus Tweener. Yeah, <laughs> hooray! Just what they were being this week. Um, I love Tweener versus Tweener. Moving on from there, uh, we have Butcher and the Blade with Matt Hardy and Bunny versus Orange Cassidy and Tamahiro Ishii with Rocky Romero. Ishii gets the pin. What did you think of the match? What score did you give it? I've got a little bit more of a breakdown of this one, of course. Uh, Ishii, NJPW boy, old, very stocky NJPW boy, as you've uh, now witnessed. Not my favourite NJPW wrestler. And I knew exactly what match this was going to be. We get the usual Ishii start. Chopper, chopper, tackle, chopper, chopper. Orange Cassidy does his uh, hands in pockets. Stuff, it was good. Butcher looked great in this match. He's really getting in shape. Unfortunately, he has just suffered a bicep injury from this match, which is sad. Orange Cassidy eats most of the shit in this match, and especially through the heel control picture, picture section. It camera pans to Ishii. He looks confused, but that's okay. He always looks like that. Orange Cassidy gets his shenanigans escape and gives Ishii the uh, hot tag. And then Ishii 101 begins. Chopper, chopper, absorb, slam. Butcher actually gets the edge on Ishii, which I didn't expect, uh, until he lost his temper in the corner and um, a bunch of slaps. And then really took his time to, to suplex Butcher. That was a bit weird for me, but... Another tag to Orange Cassidy for a bit of a fun sequences with him bouncing about doing his trickstery stuff uh, before he's dropped by, you know, shenanigans. 
she did the drag orange Cassidy to the tag in the corner, which I like. I, it's always an enjoyable sequence when somebody does that. And then he kicks shit out of everybody. And then there's some shenanigans. Orange Cassidy rolls blade in for Ishii to finish it. It was good. Uh, I think it was a, a fair example of Ishii. I gave it a C again. Yeah, much the same. Match. It was it was it was it was a good match. Um I also gave it a C. Nothing really to add. I did really like the backing. Um was it Butcher who he backed up without yeah, actually he laying a single blow? I thought that was brilliant. That was actually a really good power through strike sequence. It's just a shame getting him up for the suplex after took him a bit, but that's a standard Ishii match. People either fucking love him. Or that the, yeah, he's all right. Like for me, he's not. He's not what I go to NJPW for. He's very much old boy NJPW. I chop at you, you chop at me. But I think he had a great showing, and I think putting him with Orange Cassidy was actually, you know, a good choice. Akada has to go with Chuck. <laughs> Moving on from there, um, Shivani with FTR and Andrade promo. They said eggs a lot, didn't they? Yes. They were like, oh, there's eggs there. There's... I only know Cuevos' eggs because Ruth told me during this. Nothing special. I need I need this group to do something or establish something. Yeah. Rank it. Like, RFTR in the pinnacle, which is a term I haven't heard in a while, and it took me a little a few seconds to think of there, or are they going to be in this new faction? Can, can we get some hard lines on this now, because it's been going on for a few weeks, and it's a... Eh, it's not doing a lot for me, unless I know what it is. That's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, I, the promo is good fun. Um, blatant Four Horsemen reference. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was all right. Moving on from there, we had a Ty, Ty Conti promo package. Any thoughts? I don't think this was needed again. And as much as I like Ty in the ring, except for a terrible finisher, let us speak in... What do they speak in Brazil? Spanish? Uh, Portuguese, I think. Let us speak Portuguese. Uh... She's a lovely girl, and I don't know if this is going to sound racist. I don't think I could be racist against other white people. Her English isn't great, and it, does, it doesn't help the promo. And I learned, and I will be champion. I just don't think they're necessary. Oh, well, I learned a lot from that fight, and I'll come back. All right. We'll see you on the next storyline in eight months. Wasn't needed, in my opinion. I can't say it was bad or vote the show down from it, but once again, we really need Ty to go. I'll be back in the future. Yeah. That was followed by a Brit Baker promo. And obviously, Brit is really good at being Brit. And didn't let Jamie talk, which I assume is part of the dynamic they're going for, so there can be something over that in the future. But Jamie's got great facial expressions. And it's actually tying into a match that's coming for a championship that's relevant. I give it a C. It'd be higher if Hatred actually, you know, talked her own promo. Yeah. So, moving on from there, a match we've never seen before. Oh, God. The first time ever. Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero versus Shida. Nyla wins with a stretch muffler. Thoughts, scores. 
match. Ah, uh, once again, I've seen it God knows how many times now. Last fight, Star Energy, and Sheeta was really going for it. Nyla then gets the edge pretty early by rolling and out trickery, and the match slows down. Um, submissions, etc. Normal here, control. I actually got a bit bored. Everything was solid. There were solid strikes, but the match was so slow, and all I could hear was Vicky laughing. And there was a Vicky spot. Hooray! Wrote Nyla gets heel control again for picture in picture, but she was in control for most of this match. And Sheeda ate shit for most of the match. Finally gets a bit of a comeback before picture in picture end, but then, oh no, deep shenanigans. So Nyla can do the big knee. Uh, but Sheeda kicks out, whereas arguably I think the match could have ended there and I'd have probably been okay with it. The match actually broke out for a bit and it was pretty good. Uh, there was limb work for the tap out, but I was bored for so much of this match. Start was heated and the finish was solid, but the middle, we had two interrupted Cody spots. Either a high D or a low C from me. I just gave it a C. It was alright. It was just <sighs> more of the same. It was just so much of Shida doing nothing. Yeah. Then, and, and we've seen it a million times. If you're going to show me the same match for the 50th time, at least do something with it. Oh, it had a Vicky spot. Ah, that's what Vicky does. And Deeb came out. If it's just going to be a vector for the Deeb storyline, you could have lost with the knee. You could have had her in control a bit more. Takes the thing, takes the knee from Nyla, loses, and... I'd probably have appreciated it as part of a story more. I'll, I'll get. I'll, uh, yeah, it's not going to affect the ranks of this show. No. Uh, no. There, Malachi Black promo. A promo for a shit premise. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> pretty much. Malachi, can you polish this turd for me? Oh, I'll give it a polish. I'm pretty good at promos. You are pretty good at promos, Malachi. Oh, there it goes. Hopefully this will be... Why am I Andrade's friend? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a C. He, he has taken a turd and... He's taken a bad meal and given it a good presentation on the menu. So when people see it, it's got a lovely description and a nice picture. He's doing the seasonal work for the restaurant. <laughs> Let's move on to something better. Right. <laughs> MJF cuts a promo. Um, stands there, goes on about how he's the greatest. And then somebody's music hits. And CM Punk finally walks down to face off against MJF. Adds right, okay, I'll nothing and walks off. What did you think of this promo? I'll give my thoughts after you've said your bit. Usual solid MJF. MJF was really on form, and you can see that Spears is enjoying being a minion. I have to comment on that because obviously I have my own na a natural love of Sean Spears as a comedy booty man who just obviously fucking loves wrestling. MJF does solid MJFing, then with perfect timing, Cold Personality comes on. Fucking down comes Punk. Great face on MJF for it. Oh, Ruth and I disagreed on this. I thought the slimy handshake offer and the dismiss and smile was really good. I thought it let me know 
what was going on with both characters and that Punk had got the read on MJF and had come down to just piss him off, basically. And he knew what he was doing, get under his skin. MJF sold it really well, like genuine sort of confusion, borderline arrogance. Ruth thought he could have said something or there could have been more words, but I'll give it a B. I thought this was good. I thought this was segment plus one for such little work and effort that went in effort. The little work that was needed in it, just a few looks, you know, a a smarky smile. That's all you need. You can get me over with your character. Go on then, fanboy. Right, so I marked for Punk coming out because I was there, finally. It's finally, punk. we're going to get it. <laughs> now, if you look at the internet, most people have been saying, they've been saying, you know, Punk to face, um, Fenix, because that'll be brilliant. Be and, and every single time it has been, and MJF for the promos alone. That has always been the line about it, nearly every comment on YouTube and everything else. And I love the fact that their first face-off, they didn't say a thing to each other. And, and I really just good. thought that was brilliant. It probably wasn't some kind of weird meta, but in my brain, it really worked because it was a weird meta, but I don't know if it was an intentional one. It could be. After For me, it just... And we're not going to promo. And yes, I think you're right. I think the punk just came out and went, oh, you're great, are you? Okay. And just read of... As a man who reads a lot of social engineering books... It screamed of, I'm just undermining you, and then I'm off. It's the kind of thing I do to piss people off by, like, sucking my teeth and looking up and down at them. And what? As a man who enjoys provoking anger from people, but for nothing but my own amusement, that's what he did. And I can't help but love this. Right, moving on from there, we had... A Darby Allen backstage segment, which was interrupted by the Gun Club. Oh, there's a lot of promos in this one. I suppose it is the new season. I got excited by Gun Club, and Austin did the I Like Turtles thing, and I started probably laughing, and you could see that Darby was trying to not corpse at it. Once again, not a lot to say on it. We've got a lot of establishing what's coming in this show. I am going to criticise something about this later, though, now I look at it. It's all right. All right, build for their match on Rampage. Rampage. I quite liked. Uh, it's it's quite nice to see Darby corpsing, because isn't he's such it? a serious character. It's quite like when we saw him fanboying, or only just holding in the fanboy thing when Punk called him out. Yeah, and uh, Bo, uh, Max Caster got him to laugh with his rap the other yes. week when he fought Bo. He's, he's, uh, it looks like his life's really sort of improved and he can't because I've seen him in a few shoot interviews now and he, he's got a little cheeky smile that keeps sliding out. It's it's lightly adorable for an indestructible not crackhead. Yes. Right. Moving on from there. Uh, Bucks and Cole promo. Right. You might have to go through this more because I've just got two things written down, which is it's the elite fracturing and there was an NXT joke. Pretty That's much. all I've got. That was what it was. <laughs> um, it's all setting up. It, it, I mean, to be fair, it was all set up for them to make the... And that's... Uh, no, we can't say that here. I, it was just a setup so they could do that one joke. And the horse is not dead yet for me. You can flog that one another couple of times, <laughs> but be clever. So do what you did here. Be clever with it. Don't, don't labour it to the point where... 
it's not funny. Keep on making it. So I'm like, oh, cheeky. Yeah, I, I, I want you to make me go, oh, clever. I don't know. Oh, oh, here we go. Another Undisputed. And then Kyle O'Reilly gets released. We're like, oh, we're going to get the Undisputed. And now I don't want it. And I really wanted it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to leave the uh, any hype over NXT Undisputed people to you, basically, because it's. I don't get the references and I don't care about their uh, friends. Elite, but because it was on NXT, it was allowed to be Dubsy's Elite. Oh, you're not getting the Undisputed, you're getting him out Rushmore when Steen leaves. So, yeah, but, uh, but you know what I, I mean? Be... It, it was, yeah. yeah. What it is was that it, it was their equivalent of the Elite and done very well. When they were on NXT. She's dead now. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yep, let's Leo go. Rush and Dante Martin versus The Acclaimed. Uh, Dante and Leo win. Uh, thoughts and scores on the match. We'll discuss what happens afterwards after that. Gonna ruin another one. You know how Dustin theme tune uh, you can sing Christmas Pat over the top of Dustin Rhodes? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Well, the theme tune of uh, Leo Rush and Dante Martin, you can sing hi-ho over it, we've learned. So enjoy that. Enjoy that when you hear them coming out next. I quite like Leo's entrance music as well. <laughs> Listen to it. You can fit hi-ho over it, mate. <laughs> Solid rap from Max again. He uh, got Leo to laugh with his manager line and a few other things. I think that's just Max's game now. And as a person who loves the acclaim, that's quite nice. Shame about the match, though. Like, this is one of... Let's go through it. Start with a great show of speed and agility from Leo uh, and Dante and Bowens as the, the two of them air off. And uh, we can compliment those guys on their footwork and agility all day. Claimed, obviously, get the edge with some naughtiness and they beat Dante for a while. And then a while longer and picture in picture. Technically fine, not exciting. Sounds like a match I discussed earlier. Dante did, uh, did a two-man step over to give the hot tag to Leo. Leo was very fast. We got a solid rotating clusterfuck and everyone got their uh, full bit. Everybody laid down. Then a good match broke out for a bit. And then it ended. Everyone got to look good, but it was dull for, I'd say, 80% of it, which is not what I expect for a match with Leo and Dante in. Like... Like the acclaimed, Max is more of an old school elbow drop sort of wrestler and Bowens can do fucking everything. But I don't expect a drop in pace and boredom with Leo and Dante. You could have shaved off half this match and just had them zoom about. And I'd probably have enjoyed it more. I gave it a low C. Like, I don't think it was a bad match. I can't say I was sat there and went, oh, this is good. Oh, wow. Okay. This was oh. my, probably my match of the night. Really? And, and probably my match of the week. Yeah, I gave this a, really? a low B. Yeah, I quite enjoyed this. There was lots of flippy stuff going on. Um, at the start and the end? Yeah, there was lots of... Did you miss the middle of the match? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> we had literally <laughs> just got back from Comic-Con. Okay. So, you know, um, I may not have been paying as much attention as normal. But yeah, I... I I remember this. This was like there was lots of flippy stuff. I got to see people flying around the ring, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, probably, um, probably not from substance, though. So I think I probably I was just carried by the 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 load of flippy shit that happened. 
Yeah, that could be. Well, I'll give it a high C. I'm not giving it a B. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> you could watch it again. I want you to come back to me with this one, Morg. And no, skip it's the right. first. If it's. If skip it's the. That, no, <laughs> no, Morg. You can skip the first three minutes and last minutes. I just want those middle minutes <laughs> and an apology. Uh, right, moving on from there Jurassic Express and Christian Cage promo. Jungle Man's improved. I think. I think Luchasaurus slash Dinosaur. I think he has to. He, Luchasaurus. Uh, Jungle Boy's promo game has improved. Jungle Boy has matured and is, as we've previously discussed, is now working towards Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Luchasaurus has to do something. You can't just go raw at the end of everything. You can keep your dinosaur gimmick, you can work around it, but. He's going to end up as a Genetti if he doesn't do something quick and Jungle Boy will just end up as a Christian Cage. They've already lost Marco Stunt. In yeah, different feelings. He... <laughs> In different feelings of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed the lack of Marco. Uh, I think he's still on Sammy's vlog occasionally. <sighs> Might have just been injured. Uh, yeah, this was fine. Please do something with Luchasaurus. He's got a great look. Even if he has to lose the match and be a dinosaur-themed grown man or an archaeologist or whatever, he is being left behind by Jungle Boy and Christian. Moving on from there, uh, Jade and Red Velvet promo. Any thoughts? Apparently Jade is mad that Mark had cake on him. I didn't think that she'd care. Uh, yeah, skip it. <laughs> no, no comment. It's a catch-up. Excuse me, sorry, attack of the hiccups. Um, following on from that, we had a Lucha Brothers promo. Solid Archie rank this, I'll give it a C. Uh, Penta did his thing. Uh, Phoenix's English has got a lot better, hasn't it? I, I like them. Solid promo section. We know what they're about. They're established now. Keep it up. Uh Following on from that, we had our main event of Jay Lethal versus Sammy Guevara, TNT Championship match. Sammy wins with the GTH. Thoughts and scores? This match could have very easily been a B, and it's a C for one reason. I'll, I'll go through. Let's start. First, I don't give a fuck who Tony Nese is. We've been shown he's in the crowd a few times, and I don't care. Who is he? What does he do? You know who Tony Nese is? Uh, yeah, um, he wrestled in NXT for a while and the cruiserweight stuff. He's a cruiserweight, like well-built, quite athletic, um, quite a good wrestler. Can't really. Apparently now he watches wrestling and we talk about it whenever he's there. Cool. But the match, great start. Collar and elbow into a lot of fast technical exchanges. Loads of counters and bounces and all manner of things. And I really liked it. Blows down with a little uh, rib work. That, that. From Lethal, which was solid. Then Sammy took his, his big injury spot uh, with the Doctor in the break. And we're not long into the match when this happens. And he's down for a long time. It goes back into a brutal beat beatdown. Sammy keeps doing my ribs. You know, ah, oh, the move hurts my ribs. And so try, which once again, and be fine. You can work through the injury. As long as you're not doing it for 75% of the match. 
Sammy went to do a big jump and he had to say, I'm crazy first. And everybody goes, I'm crazy before they do a crazy thing. I know, it just always pisses me off. But it was a good flip. Some more good move sequences. Uh, it just was ruined by the fact that they brought up the ribs too early. He was selling for 90% of the match. He seemed to have 2 million hit points, like he's four different Trents welded together, who was my previous hit point scale. Uh, Sammy fucking annihilated Lethal with uh, the one knee strike. Uh, it hit him like the fucking KT event. Dinosaurs died around there. And then he was won. Everything in it was solid. It could have been a good match. If he'd started selling his uh, the big rib spot post the Doctor where everything was suddenly no, oh, my ribs. If he'd have taken that 75, 60% into the match over the halfway line... But the match literally started. Then we watched three minutes of break of Sammy talking to a doctor. And then for the rest of the match, he was like, ah, oh, my ribs. Ooh, I like limb work. I like area work. I like injuries. I enjoy the storytelling. But if you bring it in too early, if they're like, oh, he's fractured his ribs three minutes in. Well, there's another 12 minutes of him moonsaulting onto them. I'm going to be like, why hasn't he impaled his lungs with his ribcage? That being said, the match overall was good. The stuff which was good was very good. They were tight together. They may have fucked up the telling of the story, but the story was there. It's still a C. If they'd have just taught, done the ribs better, it could have been a B. If they'd been less, eh, and more, woo. What do you think? Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not. I mean, I gave it a high C, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it was still a C. And the whole ribs section was just really weird and out of nowhere. And I don't know whether Isn't they it? were trying to suggest that he'd actually been injured or whether it was supposed to feel like a spot. And it... <clears throat> I, I don't like them because we worry when we watch them. Um, and I appreciate that that's part of what, you know, that the plan is. But we legitimately worry when they do spots like that, that, you know, one of our favourites is actually injured, um, which is just not something we want. And, yeah, it, it dragged the match down. This should have been a B. And I think, it, yeah, I say I gave it a high C for the bits of match we got around that. Yeah, just... Yeah. Also, if you bring your injury spots in the start and it's a rib man and then a man tries to sell it for like 15 minutes whilst moonsaulting or well after clearly not being injured for all he's doing it, it takes away the suspense of it I'm, I'm just gonna rant angrily about this it was a good match it's a c we're agreed hooray <laughs> right so final score i've got a feeling i know what this one is it was a good show, Morg. We had some high spots. We had some low spots. We had some good matches. We had some matches that could have been better. And we had very little that was bad. Very little to bring it up past what I would call a good show. An average watching. I won't be writing home about it, but I won't be writing complaint letters to Tony Khan about it again. It was a C. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a C when I'd watched it. Um, so, over to you. Oh. Oh no! Oh no! It's uh, it's time for <laughs> completely unprepared, witty name run through of rampage by the rampage rundown. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> That's what we've always called it. 
I've always called it, sorry. Sorry, I've always called it that. Rampage, Jericho, Excalibur, Taz and Starks on the commentary. Open up with Darby versus Billy Gunn. Darby wins with two coffin drops. Guns have a new theme tune. I don't like it. I like their old one. It was a banger. Now this one sounds like some kind of digital western, but not quite committing to a western enough to ride guns for me. And it's quite a fun start. Billy totally no-sold the collar and elbows on from Darby because he's so much massive. Uh, twice and spat and threw him like he was a fucking ragdoll. I saw the biggest back body drop I've ever seen. It was huge. He went over. Unnecessary sting spot as usual. Billy was in control for a very long time with a lot of great strength displays. And then Darby did a comeback and won. And they beat up Sting. Low C? It, it, it wasn't really a match. It was more Billy Gunn. And I like Billy Gunn. I like funny Billy Gunn. But he beat him up and then Darby won. Anything to add? No. It's a low C. Exactly what I gave it. The exasperation in my voice. Um, then we got... I'm sorry, I've got to laugh before I say this. I've got to, I've got to get it out. Um, then, in probably the least inspiring thing I've seen on Dynamite for a while, QT called out CM Punk for Thanksgiving. Awesome. Remember them? Remember yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the factory? It awkwardly cut into an inner circle promo. Which... Or then it cut into a promo with the men of the year saying it's not the last we've seen of MMA men. Very, very skippable sections I didn't care about. Do you want to elaborate on any of them more? No, crack on. <laughs> oh, God, this showed. This show. Yeah. Red Velvet versus Jade. Jade obviously wins with Jaded. We get a fast, brawly start. Then some power moves from Jade. Some good stuff for a bit. Uh, but it was a little bit you go, I go, but mostly Jade goes, which is a shame because Velvet is better. Uh, then Velvet gets some sequences in, uh, and then and then Jade won. Fine, not very exciting. See, <laughs> it was yeah. more of a back and forth than the previous match, at least. Yeah, I gave it a C also. Was all right. God, what a depressing run. But God, we are speeding through this one. This one's twice the speed as normal. And Rosa, did, Thunder Rosa did a promo and it was actually really good. She's got good energy and they let her shout in Spanish where all of her hardest intonation is. And Spanish is a true language of, of dangerous Latinas shouting at you. I liked it. It was good. I, I, I always want to give it a B out of being the best thing on the show thus far, but it was only a C. Yeah. I like Thunder Rosa, uh, though. I look forward I to like being Thunder the TBS Rose. champion. Oh, or she might lose to Statlander. Not. Her or Statlander. I'd personally give it to Statlander because she needs to go for the main title, but we could discuss that in the future. Oh, and yeah, no, CM sorry, not Thunder Rosa. Sorry, yeah, I'm getting confused. Yes, um... Can't believe I've cut across you when you were about to mention that name. Uh, yes, sorry, hey. I, I was having a moment of dumbass. Yes, because it's uh, for me, it's either Ruby or Statlander or possibly Jade. Let's not be Ruby. Like I appreciate she's good. I like her uh, gimmick, but she 
if, if anybody there has earned the right to wear that belt from the point of view of a wrestler in AEW on that bracket, it's Statlander. Yeah. Anyway, Punk and Phil did a talk about QT. Solid, I didn't really care. Punk was pretty funny. Yes. I do like his promo game. I said, he doesn't excite me in the ring very much, but he does have great promo game. Anything you want to add to that, fanboy? No, no, it was a solid promo. No. I, it was just, it was nice to see a good solid promo. That, that's that's yeah. always the yeah, important thing. Exactly. So that. it's the one thing I'm never worried about with him. It's the matches that, you know. Indeed. He's a very traditional American style wrestler. I am looking forward to the go to sleep war three way between oh, him, oh, Sammy, yeah. I and. I really Pinter. hope they do that. Uh, they could do the ring up like a big bed. Cody could. Oh, that'd it. be awesome. There we go. Fucking masterclass. Looking from Matt Strange here. Right, then Hangman and Danielson did a catch-up promo. It was fine. And then Mark Henry interviewed the elite people and the dinosaur people. Bobby Fish has got big Victorian fighting man energy, and I kind of love him for it. I, I, I'm starting to like uh, Mark Henry's little, and it's obviously getting over with the crowds, the little sign-off he does. Now it's time yeah. for our main... I can't remember what, it, what the first part of it is, and then now it's time for our main event. And I think it's a really good use of Mark Henry. And, and he comes across well he doesn't have to say anything you've got that bit of star power and I, I love that little delivery he gets and it, as I say last couple of weeks we've heard the the crowd sh um, shouting along with it the last couple of weeks did have better ones as well we had really yeah. good lead in promos that one this one was fine uh, but yeah no it's good it, it's slowly building some hype right Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy taps out Fish with the snare trap. This was a solid match, but I feel like I could use a rest from Jungle Boy now. Um, I've, I've, I think I've seen him in a match or two matches every week for a few months. And just getting a little bit tired of him. Anyway, the match was solid, exactly what you expect. They did some hippy things and... Some fighty things. Jungle Boy carries uh, Jurassic Express for the majority of the match. Heels controlling picture in picture. Standard match. Hot tag for Dinosaur. We can level everyone. Fish and Cole are apparently more immune to the 10 second tag rules than than the uh, Lucha Brothers are. As they were into the ring together for about a minute. And there was the necessary book spot which happens in everyone. And Cole abandoned Fish to lose. I'd like to say more about it because it was a good match. It was a C, but didn't we have this match last week? I've seen every combination. I've seen every combination of the people on the right fighting Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, with Luchasaurus there. Sometimes I'm... it was good. It's a C. I am happy with the match. I watched it from start to finish. I was entertained. I knew why they were there. I knew the story when they finished. I saw Cole abandon. There was storytelling. The ring work was solid. Maybe give me an a break from long-haired, flippy, person who, uh, books member slash, uh, well, what are they called when they're together? Books and Cole versus Jurassic. Maybe, maybe give me a break of Jungle, from Jungle People versus Superclick. Otherwise, the match was good. It was a C, like the rest of the fucking show. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, pretty much the same. It was it's it was right. a good match. We've seen it before. I like the little twist with Adam Cole leaving Bobby Fish, which 
Didn't he abandon Fish last week in one of the random other matches as well? I don't think so. I can't remember. They're blending together, more. Yeah. <laughs> They're blurring into one entity. It is going to happen sometimes, unfortunately. Yes. You know, a feud, a feud has got to go. We've been used to early A-dubs where a feud went to one match. I'm okay with the feud having, heading having... towards feuds going to three matches. Which is fine, but do you know what you can do? You can have, a, you can have an, an, an episode or a show, because you've got two shows a week now. We've had about three weeks of them fighting each other in various contexts. Get Fish being tagged into beat up Jungle Boy or whatever. It's been about about five weeks, four weeks. Let's go with four. Let's be lenient. I have seen ten matches now. Because they were on the pay-per-view as well. Just maybe have them not fight on a week. You know, they could... on. Uh, Rampage on uh, Dynamite instead of having Super Click versus Dinosaur People, we could have. Who I like? Who's 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 good at? We could have Alan Angels versus Dante Martin. Dante's getting a push. We like to see him in things. And on Rampage, we'll have Lance Archer versus. Sean Spears. There we are. And, uh, and then, the week after, we can have Jungle People versus uh, the Super Click. Neither of those shows. I like your That's all I'm saying. a face turn that happened in the middle of that. Yeah, where, where has... Oh, yeah, no, he's... Oh, no, he did He wasn't even injured off his neck thing. Off his moonsault onto his own. Yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah, I think... Yes, I think he's probably on the... Um... I think he's not injured, injured, but it was enough that he's taken a bit of time off. Yeah, fair. But, you know, just, just anything. There's a huge roster. And, you know, we've still got Kevin Steen. Somebody Riley, did you say? Uh, Riley. And probably somebody else from NXT <laughs> to come over. We've got three more people to come over, at least two of which are going to be associated with the Super Click. Maybe... Maybe give us a break from them before that happens. Maybe, maybe show us something else. Maybe do something with fucking Tony Nese. Who the fuck is he? I don't care. Bonus rant. Hello, listeners. Do you know who Tony Nese is? Please, please let me know if if you are either A, very excited to see Premier Athlete Tony Nese sitting by ringside, B, Unhappy to see, I assume, another WWE reject, as they're known on the internet, uh, be on uh, ringside. Or C, you don't care, because you don't know who Tony Nese is. Maybe he'll fight an MMA man, thereabout. Maybe he'll fight somebody from Cody Rhodes' TV show. Maybe he'll get over and Cody will fucking come out to him so he can be cheered. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. The fuck is Tony Nese? Uh, but I'll do later, Mass. Can you guess what the show was? Can you guess, Morg? It was a C. What does that give us on the week, Morg? I'm giving I'm giving you the power of letter, Mass. Wrestling it was a C, C. It was a C overall. Everything was largely good. The wrestling, although not often the best, was good enough. The promo sections, although numerous, let me know where the new season is. It was a good week in wrestling. It was so close. So close. 
a little bit less rib injury. Maybe a slightly different match. Less heel control. Building a fight back. It was so close to being weak plus one and a B. But it wasn't. Fucking uh, Tony Nice. <laughs> <laughs> plus one Tony Nice. Right, there you have it. What did you think? What do you feel about Tony Nice being in, uh, <laughs> in the crowd? You can let us know, wrestleopinionated at gmail.com, wrestleop on Facebook, wrestleop1 on Twitter. I had to remember that one then. Good work. I would like to thank Anchor.fm for hosting the podcast. You can find us at wrestleopinionated on Anchor.fm, Spotify and YouTube. Over to you, Mr. Strange. you don't give a fuck about Tony Nice, like. If you do like give a fuck about Tony Nice. Click like and tell me why. Tell me why. Uh, yeah, good people click like, share, subscribe and leave comments and click the little heart thing on Spotify and do whatever it is on Anchor. Good friends and good listeners will do all those things and send links with personal comments about how good this podcast is and attractive I am to all of their friends who like wrestling. Thank you for listening. Please do all those things. Back to you, Morg. All that's left to be said is goodbye. And good night.